The following podcast has been pre-recorded for your audio pleasure. It is rated M for Mexican. Welcome everyone to episode 125 of Mexi Matters, the Chicago edition, yes, hence why we played Cult of Personality, I always play that song upon arriving in Chicago. Um, we are going to discuss my recent crowning, reaffirm- reaffirmation, as I dubbed it, Redesign, rebuild, reaffirm of my marathon major in Chicago, officially under my name, and the official coronation of me getting my six-star finisher medal. So, a little bit of a background story, for those who don't know. So, Chicago was my first ever uh, marathon that I finished. Uh, back in 2012, you know, five years ago. Official time, five hours, you know, zero minutes and 12 seconds. I didn't know it was a, you know, a major. I didn't know it was back, you know, back then they only had a big four. I did not know it was part of the big four. Ended up running two marathons in two weeks because I was already signed up for Columbus. But a friend of a friend said, hey... Um, I broke my ankle. Do you want to run on my behalf? Sure. I don't remember the dude. I'm pretty sure I followed him on Twitter, but I know I, all I remember is his name's Evan. So didn't think much about it, to be quite honest, because I thought Chicago was in the bag. Um, I actually did a 50k in Chicago too. You know, it's part of my titanium uh, streak. And so, and that's what I used because it was recent uh, for my 50 states for Illinois. But never, you know, I never thought twice about Chicago until, you know, I, w- I really was not, like, after those two and two weeks, I said to myself, I'm not running an our marathon. And then Joel convinced me to do a tough mother. And then I said, you know what, why don't I prepare for a marathon too? And I signed up for Pittsburgh that 2013. That was my first one that year. Very hilly course. I had no idea it was that hilly. Um, and 
a lot of people thought when that's when Boston, you know, the bombing of Boston happened in 2013. Many people in my family thought that's the one I went to. Um, and when I, I I was a newbie, I had no idea what was going on, and then Boston was ran on Monday. Um, but I said to myself, you know what? One day I'll I'll qualify for Boston. So then that fall, I signed up for a few more races. And then the following year, after my neck injury, I ended up doing New York, New York City through charity. When I finished New York City, and New York City at that time was my second of the majors, um, I, I, I was so pumped uh, doing New York City that when I finished, I said to myself, you know what, I'll do all four. I'll do the four majors, London and Boston, the only two left. Well, um, then they added Berlin, and so I wanted Boston to be the last, of course. So that meant I had to do Berlin before going to Boston, and then they added Tokyo, which meant I had to go to Tokyo before doing Boston. So having done Berlin last uh, September 2016, and then knowing I was doing Tokyo Food Charity, and I had applied for Boston for charity, um, I said to myself, you know what? Let me message the um, World uh, Abbott World Marathon Majors. That's the sponsor and the organization. Telling them, hey, I'll be done in Boston. How do I get my six-star medal? Well, they asked for my results so far, and they're like, well, you. We don't show you as having finished Chicago. Oh, snap. And I said to myself, I was like, that can't be. I have pictures on my bib. Like, what's going on? And then it hit me. Oh, yeah. Like, what's his face? Gave me his bib. And so I'm not in the results page. Like, how could I be? And I looked under his name and sure, shit, my time, he's right there. My bib number's there, but it's not my name. So I asked them for some leeway and they said, no, you have to redo Chicago. And that was right before the deadline to apply for lottery for Chicago. And I applied last minute, found out on December 14th that I was going uh, to do Chicago. So then Boston was going to be officially my last major, but I had to redo Chicago to get the six-star finisher medal. So... That's what the weekend was about, basically. Um, drove up Friday after work. Stayed in Valparaiso. Um, it's only it only takes me about four hours to get there. Then went and uh, you know met met some uh, world marathon major and enthusiasts through uh, the Facebook group. Those guys are kind of kind of weird. I mean they they've done some of the majors I've done so it's kind of fun to talk about it but then the one guy Robert Wang that organizes everything he's just he's just so weird and out there like he he was so adamant about going to brunch and I'm like dude I have to go pick up my packet so we couldn't we, we couldn't get brunch where we wanted to go which was York right by the bean so we took the subway I'd never taken the Chicago subway mind you Every time I go to Chicago, I either drive or Uber my way around. I mean, I don't need to freaking take the subway. So, um, we ate at a place called Brunch. 
I know, we had brunch at brunch. It was pretty decent. I ate something, even though it was my cheat day, I was eating semi-healthy stuff. And that's the thing with going through this lifestyle and this new diet. Even when it's cheat day, now you're like, oh, well, let me have something that's, you know, semi-decent. So after that, I took the I, I took the subway down to the expo at McCormick Place. Oh, I was there five hours. That shit was huge. Now, mind you, I've been to the New York Expo. I've been to the Boston Expo, uh, London, Berlin, Tokyo. Tokyo, I got there last minute, so I, I was rushed. Berlin was all right. Um, London, I, I spent a couple hours there. Same thing with New York and Boston. But, oh, I was there five fucking hours at the Chicago uh, Expo. Um, just seeing everything. And then the World Marathon major uh, booth, I had to go there to, like, get a sticker on my bib for the special medal. And then they gave me this thing that I had to wear on my back, like an extra bib. That said, please cheer me on. I'm finishing my last major. I'm like, oh, great. Just great. I hate putting bibs on my shirt. I I always put them on my shorts. But I'm like, all right, whatever. So, um, no, I got to to see a a bunch of stuff. uh, Met a few interesting people. Um, I actually got interviewed for the World Marathon uh, Majors website. Um, cause they, they were talking to me. They're like, you're the most charismatic person that's come up here. Uh, can we interview you? I'm like, sure. They were asking questions about, Hey, why, why do you want to do the majors? How, how does it feel finishing? Um, which one's your favorite? Uh, what do you say to people that, that want to do them? You know, just regular stuff. I had to keep it PC and watch my language, but, um, it was fun. Um, that's going to go on the website for those who are interested in looking up the interview. Hell, I haven't even looked it up yet. Um, then the, uh, the, uh, they had some, uh, people who were basically like not presenting, but they had like a few, like runner's world had some, uh, some stuff going on at the expo and one of them was a Q&A with uh, uh, Robin Milan which is a, a local fitness coach run coach I follow her on Twitter so I know who she was uh, and Paula Radcliffe yes that Paula Radcliffe world marathon champion Paula motherfucking Radcliffe from England um Holds the world record for fastest women's time. Yeah. So they were answering some questions, and I got to meet both of them, and uh, took some pictures with them. That was kind of cool. Now, after that, you know, that was towards the end. Um, five hours, man. I was there, whole fucking at five hours. So. Then I had to go after 3 o'clock. I was basically there to kill time because after 3 o'clock, I could check into my Airbnb, which was on 65th Street, uh, which would have been a lot closer to the to the uh, start of the race. And I was going to do the same thing I did five years ago. 
drive to Soldier Field, park there, just walk to, to the start. Um, definitely wanted to make sure I got there in time for the Maniac photo. Um, so, drove to 65th Street. Uh, I was not going to check in right away. I was going to check it out and then go get Olive Garden uh, to eat. So I get to the neighborhood and there's cop cars, Chicago PD, on every corner. And the street where supposedly the, uh, the apartment was going to be at, every house on that street was boarded up. And she lived in the, on the two-floor apartment building. The first floor tenant, nobody was there. It was boarded up. And I'm like, okay, how the fuck am I supposed to get to the second floor? There's an outside door. So I tried looking for like a way in and I pulled up the Airbnb app and called her. Her name was Monquisa. M as Mary O-N-Q-U-I-S-A. I've been told I'm kind of racist. So I when I signed up for Airbnb, because it was cheap, okay? It was like 20 bucks. I gave her the benefit of the doubt, okay? With a name like that, I give you the benefit of the doubt because I'm tired of people saying I'm racist, especially against black people, okay? Two of my best friends are black. I am allowed to use the N-word. Get the fuck out of here. So I gave her a pass, and I picked her because she was the cheapest, and um, she was the only one that had a license number on her thing, which apparently certain cities or states need license numbers, you know, to be able to host and be an Airbnb. So I called her. She goes, oh, yeah, I'll be right down. So the pictures that she had on the app were pictures of her living room. So I assumed we were I was sleeping there. Oh, no, no, no. She took me to the other side of the apartment and some weird random room without a lock that had basically a table and a pillow on the floor for me to sleep. And I'm like, um, this is it? She goes, yeah, no TV. I'm pretty sure she didn't have Wi-Fi. And she was a moo moo, and then she goes, "Yeah, um, I'm gonna have friends over." I'm like, "Okay, uh, you're a black woman. I'm guessing your friends are also black." Yeah, um, I don't want to get my, you know, assaulted or my shit stolen. Mind you, she didn't tell me what the parking situation was ahead of time because she didn't respond to my message that I sent her the week before. But she told me, "Oh yeah, you can park anywhere on the street," and I looked. My car, Samantha was the nicest car on that street. I'm like, my car is not getting jacked the night before the race. So I said, you know what? I'm going to go get out of the car and I'll be right back. And I had already left all my stuff in the car. And I'm like, yeah, fuck this shit. I drove to Olive Garden, ordered out. And I said to myself, you know what? I need to find a better place to stay. This is ridiculous. I looked and all the Chicago stuff were too expensive and already booked. So I said to myself, you know what? I'm just going to stay at Valparaiso again. Whatever. It's a 40-minute drive. In the morning, you know, 5 a.m. for the race, I'm pretty sure I can make it in 30. So I booked the same exact hotel I stayed at because it was a nice hotel and it's cheap. It was like 40 bucks. I called Airbnb. I'm like, um, I want my money back. And they're like, okay, well, let's see if uh, she will refund it. If not, we'll refund it. Obviously, she refused to refund it, so they they ended up having to refund it. And they're like, yeah, it's our policy that you want to make sure you check the neighborhood uh, before you uh, you book it. But definitely, those are were, were valid concerns. Oh, and I even asked her 
what her license number was and she didn't even know what that was so i don't know what number she had on the on the on the thing but clearly that was the biggest load of false advertisement ever i was not having a terrible night's sleep the day before running chicago again no fuck that shit so yeah no they refunded my money and i'm like how am i supposed to know what the neighborhood looks like if i don't live there that doesn't even make any sense like 65th i figured okay maybe it's south chicago but there's some nice areas down there okay it don't matter i drove there yeah everything was boarded up and there was cops everywhere my car was the nicest car on the fucking road no and then she, had, she was gonna have people over and she had the only key to the place i couldn't even leave and come back if i wanted to i had to basically be there the whole time because she didn't want to give me a key it's like no Mm, 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 no fuck that shit yeah i i called one of my black co-workers and i said hey what would you have done i'm like well i would have not even gone out of the car i'm like oh so when i do shit it's racist but you would have not gone outside the car now mind you i will say okay if she looked like fiona from shameless and everything else was the same fine white girl i might stay but still, I need a good night's sleep. And I do remember, um, at least, I kept thinking about the first time I ran Chicago and then this time. Five years ago, it didn't hit me that I was running my first marathon. Like, I think the most miles I had run up to that point was 20 in training. And I kept saying, them, I, I think I stayed with uh, my friend Stephanie back then um, at, her, at her parents. And when I met the guy that Saturday for uh, to give me his bib, I really didn't think anything of it. I met him outside McCormick. I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know it was a major. Not until he handed me the bib did it hit me. Oh, shit. I'm running my first marathon. I'm running the most miles I've ever ran. I, I, I had a panic attack. I had to pull over. Now... I was at the expo. Um, they, I asked for my bib. The lady handed it to me, and I'm like, "Hey, can you take a picture of me receiving my bib?" She goes, "Sure." I'm like, and I looked at it, like I stared at it for a couple seconds, and she's like, "Are you nervous?" And I just laughed. I'm like, "No, not even, not even the slightest. Just business as usual." She kind of laughed, chuckled, went into the expo, saw some stuff. Um, that decision to go back and stay up on purpose was a good thing. I basically fell asleep at 10, got up at 4, 4.30, a decent six and, six and a half hours of sleep. I was ready. Everything went well. My preparation went well. Got everything in the car, drove there. I even parked in the exact same spot in Soldier Field. Like, I, I pulled up my pictures from back then because I am terrible at parking in big areas. So I had a picture of where I left my car five years ago, put it in the exact same spot, inside Soldier Field, walked over. I was there with plenty of time for the Marathon uh, Maniacs picture. We did two or three, no big deal. Uh, I wanted to meet some cool maniacs that I look up to. Uh, Sabrina, Super Sabrina was supposed to be there, but she ended up having to defer. 
So I sent her a picture of my medals, and she she was like, "Oh wow, that's impressive." I wanted to meet, you know, Heather Ziegler, the superstar of the Chicago Marathon. Didn't get a chance to. Uh, we're supposed to meet up, and then she was like, "Yeah, I'm not gonna be downtown, and I'll see you. In, I'll be in Corral H." I'm like, "I'm in Corral F. Great, they're right next to each other." I got there, she wasn't there. I'm like, "All right, whatever." So missed that opportunity, but I saw some other cool maniacs uh, at the picture. I, I I finally met Connie, uh, who had we going back. We had been going back and forth. You know, we did some races together. Uh, saw Ed and his new girlfriend, uh, Bonnie. Um, Bonnie, Connie and Bonnie, huh? Um, took a selfie with him. I'm like, dude, how are you here? I didn't even know you were running this. He goes, yeah, it was last minute. I'm like, dude, the guy drove to Alaska from from Texas or Mississippi, I don't know where, and then did Kona, Hawaii, and flew back to Alaska, and then drove the, his car back down. I'm like, are you shitting me? You're insane. The first time I met Ed, um, we did uh, bluegrass together in Kentucky, in Owen, uh, Owensboro, Kentucky. That one loop, uh, one mile loop. Um, that was during my titanium run. Uh, it, he's actually the one that, when I finished titanium, congratulated me and said, hey, you should go for the 50 states. I'm like, dude, I don't want to. And he's the one that told me, Alex, you're halfway there. I'm like, dude, I'm on state 39. If it weren't for you, I was telling his girlfriend, I'm like, if it weren't for him, I would not be trying to 50 states right now. But I'm here to do my six-star medal. I actually took like five outfits, could not figure out what to wear. But I ended up going with my Destroy Excuses blue shirt because Boston, I ran Boston with that. And this is gonna, was going to be my last two. So I, I did. And, and it matched the Chicago flag and the, major, the marathon majors colors. So I decided to go with that. People go crazy for the Destroy Excuses shirt. Mind you, now because of the Chicago Marathon, I'm pretty sure I'm over 950 miles for the year. So I have Des Moines coming up, and then hopefully I can do New Mexico and Arizona, and I have Nationals. I'll be definitely over 1,000 by the end of October. Gotta make sure... I'm not a sore. That's a good thing. So I gotta make sure... um, you know, get my practices in. Um, now, I will say this also. Um, the weather was supposed to be, we had a moderate yellow alert of the EAS system, the um, environment alert system. I forget what it's called, uh, what, the, what the EAS stands for. But anyways, it was yellow, not green. Because it was supposed to start at like 60 and go up to like, high 70s i'm like yeah whatever chicago calm down so it was not cold it was good uh good weather uh was well hydrated and up peeing sometimes before the race um i believe the five years ago i was in corral h that started at 8 30 ish this time i was in f and i started at eight and I can definitely, I, I was glad I got that extra half hour because, you know, with the buildings, you get a nice little shade and uh, you don't get to see the sun until about the second half of the race. Um, 
with the crowd yeah, screaming and, and going through all the neighborhoods, you get so pumped. My first half was super fast. I was like almost at two when I when I did the first half. I'm like, oh shit. And and during the interview, uh, the world uh, marathon majors interview, they're like, well, how are you gonna do tomorrow? And I'm like, well, I I'd be satisfied if I beat my time from five years ago. I've come a long way. I'm at, this is my 65th marathon, the same place where I did my first, you know, back to where, where it all began. If it weren't for Chicago, I would have not gone addicted. I would not be the marathoner I am now. It's actually the first race outside of Ohio that I've repeated. I mean, even in Ohio, the only ones I've repeated are Columbus, uh, Akron, and the Flying Pig, because I did the, uh, the, uh, the chili skyway chili uh skyline chili challenge challenge and uh and the air force columbus and the air force i would do those a third time like those are my favorite courses uh in ohio so chicago was the first one i was going to repeat outside of ohio and now it's tied for second most the state with the second most races i've done outside of ohio so ohio has about 13 to 14 uh, then Pennsylvania has three. Uh, New York has, I believe, Wachi. Well, uh, no, New York only has two. Massachusetts has two. Yeah, it's time for third. So Pennsylvania and Illinois have three. Three apiece. Um, that was, and I was telling Ed, you know, this week is all about the six star finisher. Just reaffirming that the states can wait. Iowa's next, and I'll, Iowa was, has been a bane of my existence. I'll be at 40 by then, and I am. I definitely decided. Uh, you know what? I'm going to do what people do running with the U.S. flag. I'm going to do that with the Mexican flag once I get to the once I have the last 10 left. And I'm going to wear with the new lifestyle. I'm losing weight. I can actually fit into my Mexico stuff now. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna run in all Mexico colors and uh, do that once I get to 10. Plus, most of the states out west, they're a bunch of Mexicans, so that'd be great. Um, and I actually did uh, slow down the second half of the course in Chicago because, I mean, the heat was getting to me and I'm like, um, yeah, I'm going way too fast. I need to slow down. But I definitely wanted to break my last my time from five years ago and I did I, I, I bested it by like three or four minutes um, which was which was overall a success successful weekend beat my time got the Chicago 40th anniversary medal which is funny because last time it was the 35th anniversary now it's 40 and um, I also got my six star finisher they actually when they gave me the medal, because I got the Chicago medal first, then they gave me that one. They interviewed me again. The same people interviewed me again. Uh, this time post race, uh, asked me a bunch of questions. They uh, asked me if I, you know, wanted to thank anybody. Obviously, you know, I said my parents, my brothers, uh, my BBs, Cato. I mean, shit. These are people who have gone to see me race, have gone to see me run my majors, uh, see me do Ironmans. Cato has freaking taken me to like eight races um so yeah 
I appreciate everything they do. Uh, that's what I said. I also appreciate anybody who donated to my charities because aside from Chicago, all the other ones were done through charity. And I told them, hey, would you have, well, they're like, do you have a message for anybody who wants to do what you just did? I'm like, you know, I'm a six-star finisher. I bit my medal. They got that in slow-mo. Great. And I'm like, look, um, it's all about preparation. I mean, if you're fast to qualify, then do that. But if you're not, you you got to be patient with the lottery. You got to plan a budget. You got to be able to know your finances and know you know which race is affordable, which way to get there, different ways, especially if you're doing Berlin, Tokyo, London. And I said, you know, I would actually advise people because that's what I was I was doing. I I would buy the long flight first and then buy that as quickly as possible so that's cheap and then save up or figure out different ways to get to that those locations those smaller flights or trips you can uh, always negotiate when it comes closer to race day like I would sign up for these and then figure out the flights later like you got to be able to budget um, and I gave them Berlin as an example like I bought New York London first 400 bucks then took the bus to New York and then London Berlin uh, smaller flight not too not too expensive oh that's good advice thank you and whatever then once I got those two medals I just I just collapsed after the interview I'm like I was just I just started crying I said bawling my eyes out like I did it blah 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 great um and I still had my Destroy Excuses shirt on. And, of course, NBC5 walks over wanting to talk to me. You know, they were doing that, talking to people post-race to the finishers. They saw that I had both medals. They're like, oh, congratulations. And they asked me three questions. Now, mind you, I'm in tears. And I'm like, well, we'll let you compose yourself. I'm like, all right, well, hold on. And uh, they're like, how does it feel to finally have redone Chicago to finish uh, and become a six-star finisher? I'm like, well, it, and I bit my medal again. I'm like, it's, this tastes just like, you know, perseverance, dedication, and all the hard work over the last three years finally paid off. Like, I'm so relieved and happy that I've accomplished something that few athletes have been able to do. Because it's not hard. If you don't want to do it through charity, the only options are lotteries. And, I mean, there's other maniacs or even runners that I know that eight years in a row denied for London uh, through the lottery. Berlin, same thing. Chicago, same thing. Tokyo, same thing. Hell, Robert Wang from uh, Brunch, he didn't get into Tokyo this year or New York. So he's, he's in the Boston because he has a qualifying time, but that's about it. Uh, it, it so it's it's hard. And then they're like, well, um, uh, I'm trying to remember what they asked. They, and then they, uh, the second question was, uh, oh, where are you from? And uh, what's the next step in your running, if you're, in your running goals? 
like, oh, well, I'm from Mexico, but I live in Ohio, and uh, I'm actually 11 states away from becoming the first Mexican to finish a marathon in all 50 states. So I'm going to focus on that. I have 11 left. Hopefully by next July, I'll, I'll be done. They're like, oh, wow. And this is all, mind you, NBC5 broadcasts the whole thing. So it's on Chicago TV It's on national TV um, So I'm like yeah And then I and then I just started crying again Because I was too emotional And uh, The last question they asked It just caught me off guard Because I'm trying to compose myself And he just goes Look at the camera I'm sure there's someone special in your life You want to say something to Now that you've accomplished this you know, Tremendous feat Who would you like to say something to? <laughs> and it just caught me off guard. I'm still like trying to wipe the tears away. And mind you, okay, I was thinking about it because my phone is in airplane mode the entire race. And I'm like, well, you know, the queen always sends me a snap on the weekends. I wonder what she sent. And I literally just blurted out the queen. And he's like, the queen? Like, yeah. He's like, who's the queen? And then it hit me. It's like, oh shit! You said the queen, you dumbass, on national TV. And I'm just like, okay. Um, well, I mean, if you have to ask, don't don't deserve to know. But uh, she knows I'm here. Uh, she's obviously not watching, but she knows I'm here. Uh, she's back home in Columbus. So yeah. And then he's like, well, I'm sure the queen is very proud of you. I'm like, well, I'm sure she is too. No clue, but whatever. I'm like, okay, well, best of luck. And then I, I started walking away. I'm like, fucking A. And I turned my phone on, off airplane mode. And yeah, queen had, the queen had sent me a snap of her dog, Remy. And uh, yeah, I sent her a picture of the medal. She goes, and she did she did say, I'm, I'm uh, very proud of you. I'm like, okay, well, thanks. And then I told her what happened. She goes, oh, Alex, you're going to make me cry. I'm like, whoa, 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 let's settle down there. Calm the fuck down I mean Not my fault She was the first person I was thinking about When I was Finishing Being Can't really Do anything about Ashley Who Is too busy to care That I'm running these marathons And accomplishing these goals At least the queen knows Where I'm at every weekend Um But yeah So Then I had to wobble my way Back to Soldier Field Get in the car Drive home Actually took Um US 30 on the way home because on the way up, uh, I 70 had a lot of construction. So, I and, and then especially from Indianapolis to Columbus, if you get stuck in construction on 70, there's no way around it other than waiting for the next exit to try and get the 40. So, I wasn't gonna have any of that. I'm like, fuck that shit. Um, I'll just, you know, it actually told me it was about a two minute, two minutes faster taking US 30. I'm like, you know what, I haven't taken it in a while, let's do it. And, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, I'm pretty sure they dropped the speed limit down to 55 because it used to be 70. And now it's pretty much 55 all the way across. The, there's still green lights, red lights. Um, Valparaiso area got really, really big. They put a mall there and it's, it's got a lot of shit. Um, but hey, uh, Chicago's not that far of a drive. And it was a perfect day for, for running. It did get hot. Um, 
There was no jumbo truck. I think they tweaked the course a little bit because of construction downtown. Uh, I want to say they. They, I want to say they used to have a jumbotron at mile 13, right as you turn the corner, go away, um, from the Sears Tower the second time. That wasn't there. And then, uh, well, the Bears fan with his hilarious sign from five years ago, he wasn't there because the Bears play on Monday night. Um, there was a Mexican in the in old Mexico that was dressed in mariachi, and he had a spray gun, and he was like using it as like a stick, and he was like spraying us. Ah! <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, hilarious. Um, but yeah, I'm glad I beat my previous time. Now I, out of the six majors, now I have two in under five hours. Tokyo and Chicago, mind you, the two flattest. But hey, it is what it is. So my six star medal. Oh, I'm never taking that off. That is so cool. An elite group of people, people. I'm saying, I'm, I'm just telling you. You can look them up online. They used to be uh, listed for nationality. Uh, so I believe I counted back then there was about 80 or some Mexicans. Uh, but now it's in alphabetical order. My name would go up there automatically. Uh, the interview's up there. So both interviews, actually. So you guys can check those out if you want. Uh, the NBC one, well, that's on national TV uh, live oops yeah it wills well that is basically uh, it for the Chicago Marathon um, pretty sure I'm done running Chicago I want to say if I do a, if I go back to Chicago it will be for that 50 miler lakefront that I did the 50k in um but I might just do a 50 miler next year, not 100, just 50. Because uh, I have Megan from uh, the Maniacs who wants to do the JFK one next next November. Um, and that's, uh, you know, that's that's over by Maryland. So no, we might do that together. I might crash at her place. Uh, her and Heather Sigler are two Maniacs that I look up to that I want to meet. Well, obviously Sabrina. But I'll see her at the Quadzilla in Seattle. Um, now, all that being said, I would like to point out that running, and that's the thing, like when you become titanium, when I, well, when I became titanium, my ex was supposed to go with me and she ended up bailing and I was the only one there. And so many people just congratulate you that you don't know, but like, as noted previously, like, it's a very lo- lonesome sport. Like, and I guess that's what I thought I would have with Lomas Boston. Because of her also being a maniac, we could do races together kind of like Ed and Bonnie would do. But, obviously, she is too busy not wanting to do that many races outside of her little neck of the woods. She doesn't care when she gets to freaking 50 states. And... She likes to cheat her way to getting marathon medals and drop down to do halves. So I'm like, no, that's not worth my time, and I don't, I don't like cheaters. No, it's like very hypocritical. So no, so that never worked out. Uh, but it's very hard to find someone like that. So uh, it is very lo- lonesome. Um, like I said, Kato's seen eight, eight of my races, possibly more. I'm not entirely sure. Um, 
the BBs have seen when they came to New York uh, and they've seen me in Columbus they also uh, went to my Ironman with my mom Joel's seen me twice uh, I invited them to come but nobody uh, was available so it's, it's fine we'll, we'll celebrate this coming uh, Wednesday uh, we, uh, we, we were having we had plans to do a celebratory dinner since they, nobody could make it but I give them a shout out because I appreciate what they do um, they haven't done any signs recently uh, but hey it is what it is people got lives and here I am a six star finisher and again congratulated by a bunch bunch of people that I see a few times like auto maniacs uh, random strangers were high-fiving me it, it was fun but it is it is what it is it's a lonesome sport um, my ex for some reason said oh yeah are you gonna be in Chicago I'll go I'm like yeah right I can do the 5k I'm like yeah it's on Saturday and you're a fucking liar shut the fuck up the fuck out of here the queen wanted to come but obviously the queen decided to be a little you know undecided and uh, very forgetful that woman I swear um, but yeah uh, we'll see if anybody comes to Des Moines I'm not, I'm not too worried about it um, my parents always message me but they I mean they haven't seen the race in a while uh, my brother sent me uh, congratulations, uh, Enrique. So I, I messaged him back. Um, and yeah, I basically it, it was a good weekend. It was a good everything went according to plan. No hiccups. Even my message that I put up on Facebook the night before, I tweaked it to kind of show the difference back then to now. Like this is my 65th race. I'm a seasoned veteran. A god, a crazy maniac to most. Because I've noticed that most maniacs, they just join to join and, you know, get discounts. And that's about it. Like, they stay at the lower levels. Like, one of uh, one of the ladies in the maniacs that's about to hit her 100 marathon, uh, she never leaves her neck of the woods. Like, she does all the races around her, and that's about it. Like, she's not aiming to be titanium i don't see why like if you run that many races how's that not a a goal uh all the majors or the 50 states i mean i don't i don't get how people don't aim for that if you're if you run that many races she's about to do her 100th marathon i mean i'm at 65 i'm catching up and i've been running for the last five years most of these maniacs have been running forever so, I mean, it is what it is. Um, my knees don't hurt. My my heel didn't give me any issues. I, I'm pretty sure this diet is helping with the heel, uh, which is good. It's very good. It's a good sign. Um, so, yeah, that's basically it. I had fun. I would like to thank everybody that... Uh, has supported me in the quest to run all six majors now if they add four more and make it 10 great i'll i'll try and run some of them but this six star medal right here that you can hear around my neck it's the top six and 
Like I said, when I decided to do them, there were four. Then they added Berlin, then added Tokyo. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Now they add some more. I'm like, I don't care. You, if you guys do a Big Ten medal when there's four more, that's fine. But logistically, it's going to be years before any other race gets added. And I've already done Paris. I'm going to do LA and Honolulu just in case those get added. Uh, Cape Town might get added. I might do that. And I hear, I hear Singapore might get added. Uh, I've already done Asia, but well, Singapore wouldn't be too bad. Uh, might do that one just for shits and giggles. But I, at the, at the expo, I did run into the guys from the seven continents club and they were telling me about, you know, what they do for the seven continents and they're like, oh, we organized the big five, uh, the big five in Africa. I'm like, oh, I want to do that one too. That's on my list. Um, Australia, I'm trying to think between the Gold Coast and the Ocean Road one. Um, and and South America, Chile, Valparaiso. Those are the ones I have mapped out. And Antarctica is going to be a bitch. And he was telling me, dude, that thing sold out. To, we're taking wait lists for 2021. And you might want to put your name. I'm like, oh, shit. And he was telling me it's a, it's a 14-day trip. I would have to use two weeks of PTO. It's basically... A five-day boat trip there, five-day back. Obviously, the flight from Buenos to, to Buenos Aires initially is not included. But he said that uh, the cheapest is 6,900, and it goes up to 10k, depending on what size bunker you want on the on the fucking boat or size room. I'm like, uh, I don't fucking care as long as you let me sleep somewhere on the fucking boat. So 6,900, 6,900, fine. It's a $300 deposit. I might do that soon. And then they'll work with you and you get a cool seven continent medal as well as the Antarctica medal. And I'm like, dude, that's probably going to be the last one because there's no time limit. I'm pretty sure Mex- there's been at least one or two Mexicans that have done it. Because all those only like 720 people in the world that have done all seven continents. So I'm like, great. There's only 270 titanium maniacs. I'll be the first Mexican to do all 50 states. I'm pretty sure that's... One, the one and only. And it was something. Well, there's probably others that just put the nationalized US as USA. I'm like, yeah, because they were probably born here. Ed, get the fuck out of here. I'm from Mexico. I'm as Mexican as it gets. But you, it's just, it makes me laugh, dude. You look so white. I'm like, I get it. I get it. But hey, that just helps. So, it is what it is. But anywho. That is it uh, for this podcast. I hope you liked it. Um, oh, one more thing. Um, I know one of the comments that was sent to me um, via Twitter was like, "Oh, Mexi, you, you, your numbers are not adding up. I, I need to retract because I believe on the Akron episode I mentioned that it was my lifelong 66. Yes, if you include my ultras." Uh, if you include just the marathons, it was actually 63. I've done three ultras, the Ironman and 250Ks. So Chicago is my 65th marathon. If you include the ultras, I'm at 68. So that's I had retraction. It was my 63rd lifelong marathon. I'm not sure if I specified that on the podcast, but I'm pretty sure I said 66. But I'm glad somebody brought that to my attention. Let me retract and be specific. Chicago was 65. 68 if you include the ultras. Because technically, you're running an ultra. You're running 
26.2. So um, it is what it is. But yeah, uh, check us out as always on iTunes, uh, Makes It My Matters, on SoundCloud, Makes It My Matters. Google us, uh, Twitter, at SuperAssholeMex, Alex Akeda Mexico on Facebook, Snapchat, and YouTube. SuperMex is the channel. Send us your questions, comments, concerns, any other thing I may need to clarify. Always let me know. Uh, but yeah, that's basically it. Chicago was fun. I am now a six-star finisher and very proud of it. Another goal has been knocked down. Now, focusing on the, being the first Mexican to do all 50 states. And then we'll move on to the seven continents. But as always, and I like I said in my interview for the majors... Because they're like, what do you like to say? What's your, what's your favorite quote? Like, do you have a mantra? I'm like, yeah, where there's Mexican, there's a way.